Lock us in, load us in, pop in that A-track, spin the tape. Here we go. Hey now everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of Star Wars Time, and guess what? Nick is here, and he's not ready to die, so it's going to be a fantastic episode of the Star Wars Time show proper. That's right, it's the Friday show. Of course, you're not listening to it on a Friday. You know, we're not rich. It takes time to process this shit and develop it to share it out on all of our social media, our StarWarsTime.net site, but we're here, we're recording, and he is feeling slightly better. They figured out that he has not worn out a hole in his stomach. His heart's still ticking. And his brain's still thinking. So Nick's strapped in and ready to put in a full episode of the Star Wars Time Show. Right, brother? I, I'm feeling way better. <laughs> I can't say that I'm feeling great. He because... may or may not be on drugs, <laughs> but he's ready to rock and roll. You know, that's that's yet to be seen. You know, Matt and I had a little conversation before we started the cast and Matt Matt uh, recommended some special medicine. I got to see what I can do, but I'm, I'm definitely feeling much better than I did last week. I hope you guys can hear in my voice. I don't sound oh, yeah. at least yeah. as Big sick. Time. So time. his balls I'm are here. back. His balls are back. I, I, my energy has has come back to me a little a little bit. And, you know. As I do every week before the cast, big dick I put energy, together, people. Big here we dick go. Energy. Here we go. And, and <laughs> we kick it off with the top five. Yes, again. my favorite. I fucking love the top five. And you know, this week, everybody, if you if you're following along with the post, right up front, I let you know there's a little extra. Oh. There's a little spice at the end. Oh, no. So we'll get there no. when we get there. Oh no. But there's a little bit of extra. Okay. There, there, Let's see I what he's talking a, about. I'll call it a top six. So okay, we'll kick off the top five here. <laughs> Star Wars Time Show top five Instagram pick. Lay it on him, brother. <laughs> so number one comes from Mazarek eighty eight, and I gotta say, immediately I saw this, I was like, "Holy shit!" This almost looks like like an Alien versus Predator type yeah. of poster, yeah. movie poster. Good call. Good call. So what we're seeing here is General Grievous. Leaning in, like you see him leaning across the the frame, and then face to face with Obi Wan Kenobi on the other side. Rots Kenobi, Rots Kenobi. Yes. Remember those of you, if you're you're fans, (laughs) Rots's Revenge of the Sith. Yes, not Return of the Sith, like I said, because I'm an idiot. But right down the center, right between their two faces, there's a little a little line, and you can hear Grievous like coughing it up too, right? You are, you are doomed. Yep, it's beautiful. So, like, I what I really like about this shot as well is that in in the the shot you can see one of Grievous's lightsabers kind of coming up towards Kenobi. Yep, and you get this awesome, this really great blue green glow. Yeah, the, that's the lighting Kenobi's is face. titties here, Nick. I mean, yeah. To me, this shot. First and foremost, people, if if you're looking, following along, I mean, I I've been adding the shots to the 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 YouTube version of the cast. So if you're watching there, you you'll be able to see it. But to me, as someone that takes pictures of toys of this scale, 
These things are six inches tall. Okay? They're tiny. I mean, they're not three and three-quarter inch tiny, but they're still tiny. And the fact that, uh, you know, Mazeric 88 here has been able to make these look like life-size portraits was one of the draws that I had to this image initially. I mean, it just, I, I, I love it. I mean, you know there is a contentious relationship between Kenobi and Grievous. I mean, it was established in the prequels. Uh, you know, hello there. I mean, obviously, it's one of Kenobi's most famous lines at this point in time, even though it comes from the prequels. We'll give him a pass. Yeah. Uh, and Grievous, for what he is, I mean, he was he was kind of a fun villain. Definitely way underutilized in the live-action version of the prequels. But if you watch the uh, Tarkovsky or Gennady, however the fuck you say his name, cartoons, <laughs> they, they definitely gave him credit there. That's where they established Grievous. And, of course, he, he got more credit in the Clone Wars cartoons. But I just, I, I just I appreciate when you can make tiny figures... 112 scale look like almost real people yeah i mean that's what was really a draw to this one is that it looked like particularly grievous like grievous yes. looks like a real oh, the, technological monster coming right. out at, at and that Kenobi. just nick that just goes to show the lengths hasbro has made with their product lines because i i've just recently got this grievous too haven't shot him yet. It's killing me, but I've had other projects. I had the Luke project. By the way, speaking of Luke project, um, I'll share with Nick, and again, I have zero hope anything's going to happen, but out of my 33 submitted Luke shots, Nick, okay, Hasbro PR, at least the PR company working with me, selected five to move to the final round. That See, dude? That is what I'm talking like. I didn't hear this news before the cast, so this isn't like feigned I've excitement. Kept I've kept it to myself. Like, that is fantastic, man. Like you, and you talk a lot of shit about yourself and people on this cast. Well, no, hey, it, listen, you do listen, 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 listen. It, it, nothing's official yet, so I'm still glass half empty, motherfucker. <laughs> like I, I'm pre- happy I, pre- for hey, you. I appreciate your enthusiasm and support. Trust me, I'm not trying to be one of these, uh, yeah, you know, like these tragic artists. Yeah. My entire life I've lived this way. I live in the negative. I live to lose. <laughs> because in the end, if I win, the feeling is so much better. And if I do lose, I'm prepared for it. That's just a way I've conditioned myself in life. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why. It's not like I had a bad life. That's just how I roll. Everything is always going to be glass half empty. So when they came, they were like, hey, man, we we chose five shots. Most people were like, that's fucking great. I was like, oh, still, I still won't make it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, five shots in, in the final round, though, dude. Like, you, that is uh, that's well, I, incredible. That's we incredible. should know next week if Haywood Pop is going to make Celebration Show Floor. I mean that would be massive. Uh, it, I, I mean, mean, let's be real. So how many how many how many shots make it to the final round? Like how many you know artists make it to the final round? I, I mean, I've seen the wall before. I'd say the wall probably houses upwards of twenty to thirty shots. Twenty to thirty, you dude, you took thirty pictures by yourself. You know how many pictures were submitted? How many how many I, pieces of I'd art say were submitted a few. for this? I mean, at least over a hundred <laughs> for sure. So I mean, come on. You're being 
I'm, I'm, I'm not, dude. I'm not trying to be monster. <laughs> I'm, I'm being dead serious. I legitimately don't think any of my five will make the fine. Will make the official board. If they make Hasbro.com or Hasbro Pulse Instagram, that'll be great. But I'm telling you right now, I want to make the goddamn celebration board. Yeah, and if you do, I'm gonna fucking take a picture of you standing. Both of us. I, the, that's the, the first wall. time I'll actually acknowledge that I may be okay at toy photography. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I mean, like, if I make it, I'll sit there, and, and we can hug, we can kiss, we can pose in front of it, <laughs> whatever you want to do. But until that happens, I'm going with I'm not making it. All right, man. I, just it's trust just me. It's just how I live my life, dude. It's just you. I mean, when I applied for Penn there. State, it was like, I'm not going to get in. Guess what? I got in and I graduated with fucking, like, mega cum laude. That's yeah. just how I deal with life. It's just I've been wired this way. I don't know what my parents did to me or if this is just self-inflicted, but everything in my life I cannot enjoy until I know the final verdict. And it's it's yeah. a it's a defense mechanism because for disappointment. If, exactly. If I yeah. don't make it, I am prepared for it. If I do make it, it'll be that much better. That's just how I roll. I hear you. I hear you. I, I mean, like, I can function in a similar realm sometimes, too. So it's not like I'm completely, uh, you know, off-put by it or completely oblivious to that mindset because I definitely live in that sometimes. But it's just like, this is a moment, I don't know, just hearing that you got five shots in to the final round. And we're literally, I mean, like, on this day we're recording, is Friday, February, I mean, February, April 5th. Celebration starts in a week. Yeah. I'd say by the time this goes live, I'll probably know if I made it. Yeah, so we're a week out, and you're in the final round. We could walk into the celebration show floor and be met with Haywood Pop right on the wall. Bam. Uh, hey, trust me. My little fucking penis would get erect if that <laughs> happens, but until I know it's going to happen, I'm going to pretend it's not. So let, let's move on to the actual next top shot. You know, okay, again, so I don't want to give myself too much credit because your ass <laughs> fucking spoiler alert, this motherfucker <laughs> against all directives put a shot of mine in the top five. So we'll get there and Look. it's going to be course corrected. But anyways, let's move on to the next shot, Nick, which is, by the way, the diamond I was teasing and that I was hoping you would find and you found it. Matt always does this now. He's always like, all right. I'm ready for the top five. I got one that I really right. want in I there. don't give him anything else outside of I've got one I really hope you pick. So it's not like I, I, I set up the subject matter, the user account, nothing. I just I just let him know, like, dude, there's one out there that I feel like you have to pick. And, and this he was did it. it. And, and this, this is, is it. Yeah, this is from Figure Hurts. Figure motherfucking hurts. And like this- car rental shit. Hurts. Yeah, H E R T Z. <laughs> so, uh, this shot uh, apparently, Jesus. according to the the caption we have here, this was a a winner of a recreation scene contest. No, read it. It's literally a contest I made up as I posted. Oh, okay. This is you. Okay, that we literally just made up. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! See? I read the first like yeah. even when I picked it when I put it in the top. No, I was like, holy no. shit, this thing won. Yep, that's your boy I... just fucking throwing some shit in there. But yeah, I mean, if there was a SH Figu Arts, again, those of you in the toy community you know exactly what I'm talking about. They're some of the most artistic figures you can get. They're a Japanese line, so us in America and the States, we have to pay a little bit more to get them, but they're well worth it, especially when you see shots like this. They're very detailed, they pose well, and their facial sculpts are damn near lifelike. 
Go ahead. Yeah. And, and so this shot, it is good enough. Oh when I saw this, I was like, holy shit. This he, shot dude, is he good made enough. the lava. Like, if you yeah. read it, if you read his caption, the motherfucker made the lava out of like some sort of foam process. And you know, lava those are real fucking fireworks Dio, yeah. he's lighting off, too. Oh, yeah. Explain so, like, the shot. A, I mean, we're sitting here like, yeah, oh, we're, we're like jerking off all over the shot. We haven't even fucking set it up yet. So this is a return a Revenge of the Sith shot. The, the battle between Anakin and Obi-Wan on high Mustafar. Ground. It's a high We ground. all know. Yeah, exactly. We all know the scene. We know how it ends. Anakin jumps up. I hate you. Obi-Wan gets all of his limbs chopped off. He's laying on the ground on Mustafar and fire overtakes his body and this is where this scene this this image comes you from were the my start brother, of Anakin. his, his I love you it was so the way that it's executed is so fantastic the the face that's on Anakin the way that he's uh. posed with his hand reaching up like you can see this image and see it in the movie like if you look at this shot you can see the it's exact fantastic. moment that this happens within the movie fantastic I, yeah, I mean, this was just so well executed. The colors are so bright and rich, too. I mean, the figure itself, this Anakin figure, that is the focus of the shot. Obi-Wan's just, you know, he's in the foreground, and he's not the focus. So seeing Anakin and then yep. the fire he's and the lava. perspective going on here. And guess yeah. what? I've had both these figures for months. I've just been too pussy to take shots of them. And now oh, that man. I see this, I don't want to take shots of them. Nah, I can't. On. I can't top this. And the reason I <laughs> the reason I made up the fictitious contest is because Nick recently, obviously, these have been somewhat new release figures in the community. So a lot of people have been putting up recreations of Rots, in particular yeah. the the Mustafar battle. And that's one of the reasons I haven't taken a stab at. It. So like, damn, everyone got out in front of me. I don't even want to try to recreate what people have done. And what figure hurts have done right here has, in my mind, eliminated any chance of trying to recreate this scene. This no, yeah. is the best I've seen. There's, there have been some fantastic other recreations from other toy photographers of the Musafar battle between Anakin and Obi. But in my opinion, this is money because this is mostly practical. Like the shit you see there, the dude made the fucking lava out of expanding foam like in between his bed sheets yeah this is fantastic like i can't believe that this shot isn't shot on some sort of volcano yeah like it looks like it's he he made this he took the shot on a volcano a real volcano like this is definitely one of the best scene recreation shots i've seen period within the top five it's fantastic and they even took the extra step to actually put in the scene dialogue like you were the chosen one (laughs) you were supposed to destroy the sis not join them you were supposed to bring balance to the force not leave it in darkness i hate you you were my brother anakin i loved you it's just like one of the only good moments of rots yeah i mean it was uh that was before that i mean honestly the battle is a goddamn jerk off lightsaber way one time festival. like eventually we need to get your buddy your buddy who's in the stunt game oh, i'll on get him here. on like I, I know like some of you people already have just discounted me as a prequel hater but i'll tell you right now like if you want to talk legitimate sword fights and stunts it's considered one of the most laughable sequences in all of stunts yeah so one day for you for you listeners out there we'll have We'll have this guy come on the podcast and break down to you from a professional sense, not like, oh, I hate it because it's prequel material and it's garbage. Like from you, a you professional guys, have you guys, Did you guys like the stunts in the Punisher season two? 
You like those stunts? Two. Guess what? The guy I'm talking about was the fucking stunt coordinator. So you know he's got legit qualifications. You think now. you guys are gonna like Avengers Endgame? You think you're gonna like it? You think you're gonna like the action in it? Guess what? This guy's in Avengers Endgame. There you go, man. He may be fucking CGI Thanos, by the way. Wink, wink. <laughs> wink, wink. Maybe he could be that. <laughs> but again, like this, that that shot by Figure Hurts, fantastic. Moving on to the next one. This this shot here okay. really fucking all right, man. Me. So let let's honestly let's let's analyze this because I want your take on who you think this is. So Darth Tenebris, this you, is you, Darth is this Darth Malibus. Vader. This to me like. I can see why people think it's Vader because you look at the helmet, like you look at the the piece, the the piece by right. the, the neck, right? And people think like, oh well, that's Vader's helmet, like that's a piece of Vader's. But then helmet. he's wearing a hood on this head. Yeah, exactly. He he has a hood up. His his face is is far. I mean, it looks far more disfigured than of Vader's. Of course, was. yeah. Like the eyes are all glassed out and smoky. Yeah. I mean, for some reason, I'm leaning towards this kind of looks like Darth Malgus from... I, I get you, man, but I don't know. It's like... Because I even read some of the comments on the initial post. And this, again, this is from Darth Tenebris on um, Instagram. Nice, Darth man. underscore T-E-N-E-B-R-O-U-S. Yeah. With the rock and roll symbols. I don't know, man. I mean, I just that bottom plate is so Vader to me. It is. It is. It's like and dead on Vader fucking uh, armor. I mean, outside the 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 top helmet piece that locks into the mouth plate. And the but thing like is, you said, I think it could work for your guy too. It could. I mean, it's so close. I mean, because the thing that really makes me think it's Malgus is because of the hood and because Malgus does have like the, the color of the skin. Malgus's skin is very, very pale. And like, I haven't seen the new return of Darth Malgus into Star Wars, the old Republic. His character has come back after you defeated him in the, um, the fallen emperor raid um, or not raid the, the instance. This and is from here, this is Swotor, right? Not Kotor. Yeah, this is Swotor. This is the by the, the way, MMO, Swotor. The do, you, do you see they're hosting like a huge fan party that you should probably yeah. go to next week? I, I saw something about that. I don't know how huge it's going to be because the population of that game has gotten pretty Dude, low. It, I mean, they were advertising it on the celebration email we got today, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They were. I don't know if true. you looked at it, but they sent out their email reminding that the panels have been extended. By the way, yeah. people, uh, shit, this. We probably won't have this cast up by the time they end, so it doesn't matter. But they extended the lotteries from the fourth to the eighth now. Yeah, till Monday. So if we, if yeah, this it ain't gonna happen. So Tuesday, this is so. stupid. I'm dumb for even bringing it up. <laughs> and by the way, if you're hearing it now, you're probably going, "Fuck, I missed it. I'm stupid." And yes, you're right. You are stupid. Yeah, you have to catch. You got these emails too. So we got our lotteries us. in day one. I mean, last Saturday I spent like 30 minutes entering fucking lottery bullshit for panels. Just, I was dropping Nick's name on random badges. Who knows if we're going to get in, but I did it. <laughs> yeah, it's like, we'll, we'll see. I, I really think, Nick, the, the system they have in mind for this con is fantastic. I, I'm just, I'm really hesitant 
to believe that it's actually going to all work the way they think it's going to work. Yeah, I think that with situations like this, with cons like this, shit always goes wrong. If it, like wor- it's never if, if it works the way they intend to, I think it's going to be fantastic. I'm all about the lottery system. I think that is the best way to handle the panels, the major panels. I don't want to fucking sleep over for 20 hours, so I'm all right taking a risk just fucking throwing into a lottery. 100%, I think that's fantastic. Yeah, and I'm glad that they're not allowing anybody to do that. Right, like, you, you cannot you can't sleep even over. sleep over. Period. Here, like th- that's gone. Like from a Orla- Orlando show two years ago to this, that's over. Yeah, that's over. And I think the the light speed virtual reservation for the other panels that's going to be cool too. I yeah. just I'm hesitant to believe that the tech is going to hold up. Yeah, it's a good point. It's a good point. But anyways. anyways. Back to this Back, guy. I, I still yeah. think it could be Anakin. It, I mean, if you look at the face, definitely Younger, looks like the, yeah got fucking burnt to hell. And yep. honestly, if you if you reflect back on what Sebastian Sh- Shaw, yes, Sebastian. No, Sebastian Shaw is the guy who plays Bucky. Um, no, that's Sebastian. No, that's Stan. Stan. Sebastian Shaw. Yeah, I, I think right. I'm right. Yeah, I'm right. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah. still works because Sebastian. Stan is essentially Mark Hamill's young doppelganger. Exactly. So it's yeah. all in the same universe. But either way, if you look at Vader unmasking in Jedi, it does not match what we see in Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the guy, the guy was fucking physically deformed and devastated from the lava. Yeah. And this face, what we're looking at from Darth Tenebris, to me, reflects properly what anakin's face probably would have looked like yeah i mean specifically with the eyes like eyes burn out yes yeah. yes so i could see this being like a pre episode four shot or like way like you know yeah like he's maybe testing ten, himself to see how long he can last without his helmet yeah like maybe 10 years in to the you know to the suit he's like Exactly. He's pushing himself like he's removing his helmet to see, can I even exist outside of this? Um, And it still looks young enough in the face to where it's not the older Vader that we see clearly at the end of Return of the Jedi. Totally. So I do like that's a good point. Like I I can definitely see this as like an in-between episode three and four style Vader without his helmet on but again he's just sitting there going like what the fuck did i do like i I do believe vader and it's been reflected in the comics from the moment he made that decision he has questioned himself oh yeah exactly like i could see like i could see anakin vader like if he had a mirror like take his helmet and just look at himself like this like in a mirror just like hating everything that he is like just staring into the face of his failure yeah like I'm a fucking loser. Yeah. I, I just, do believe deep down he, he knew that he self-inflicted all of his emotional pain. Yeah. Like, I think he knew that he, he's the one that killed Padme. He's the one that fucked everything up. But he knew he's so far gone, so he might as well just rely on that hate and suffering to gain the power he always wanted. Exactly, yeah. So... Actually, what I what I just noticed about this this series of three shots, moving on to the next one, is like we we're seeing phases of Darth Vader here. So, the first yeah, shot, yeah, we yeah. Have. <laughs> yeah, you're exactly right. We see him getting fried to where he needs the armor. We see yeah. him maybe possibly taking a break from the armor, 
And now in the next shot that Nick's going to mention, we see him embracing the armor. Exactly. So this next shot comes from Snapshot New 5. New account, by the way. Oh, one. Yeah, so not 501, five letter uh, one. Getting crazy. Um, and this is, this is Vader as we see him, a terror, a, a bringer of destruction and this death. This is my guy. This is yeah. my Vader. Like this pre, almost pre-prequels ruining him Vader. Yeah, this is the Vader that we see. Rogue in, One Vader. Exactly. In Rogue One, just ripping through an entire the, hallway The best full of Vader, rebels. by the way. Yeah, like that's the most devastating we've ever seen Vader, and that we may ever see Vader on a full big goddamn shame, movie. brother, isn't it? Goddamn it is. shame that they'll. I mean, they're never gonna do a Vader standalone. I know it. I know, and it's. I don't suck. know it why. Not. I don't get why, but I just don't, they're never gonna do it. Yeah, and, and he's one character, especially because of what the prequels, in my mind, again, did to him deserves especially after that fucking two minute segment in rogue one that essentially everyone claimed was the best star wars they've ever seen yeah right it was i mean what that did was take the vaders because all right in force unleashed let's go back a little bit in force unleashed the first one the very first the thing one. you do, the good one, yes, the good Force Unleashed, the very first thing you do in that video game, you turn on your console, you boot up the video game, you get into Force Unleashed, and you're playing as Vader. And you, you kill an Vader. entire, like, you literally walk through an entire village like it's nothing. Yes, and you use the Force like you've never experienced it yes. before in anything. Like, you, you use the Force to blast down massive buildings, doors, Everything you you just walk you use through. the force, Nick, as it was explained to us in the prequels with the chosen one. Ex- yeah, the most powerful that, that, force to me. That's what it was. Like you, you finally get to see what the most powerful force user can do. Exactly. You don't get that in the movies. You don't get in the prequels at all. You don't get in the original trilogy at all. Even worse than the prequels, you only get a glimpse of it in Rogue One. Yeah. So that is the Vader that we see here in this shot. Exactly. This, this terror, this this bringer of death, a man of power and intimidation. I I love the lighting that Snapchat achieved here. Uh, I'm assuming most of the effects are digital, which is fine. I mean, if you do them the right way, they still look great. But it just it's a very imposing, powerful Vader shot, and that's always gonna get me. Yeah, I mean that's the best thing about this is like like you said, you know. These other two shots leading up to it, this is Vader at his most powerful. This is the Vader that we've that we've come to know and fear and love and hate and everything. And it's just such a well executed shot by Snapchat. Well, I've never and, hated Vader until he was Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> I mean, there's there's people out there the the true rebellion will hate Darth Vader because of what he did to the galaxy. Right, you you gotta have a little bit of. Oh, he's a horrible person. Yeah, you a gotta have a little person, bit. Of... But again, they don't <laughs> reflect that. They don't really reflect. We really don't get to see how horrible Vader is at all. I'm not even talking just prequels. I'm even talking the original trilogy. We don't really get to see him being a monster in the original trilogy. Yeah, he I chokes mean... out Antilles and he's mean to Leia. Outside of torturing Han and freezing him in the original trilogy, really, what does Vader do that 
is so bad. Yeah, I mean, Vader is there as an imposing figure. And like we've mentioned on this podcast before, like the one of the earliest introductions of Vader that we get in episode four is literally him being not reprimanded, but spoken down to heavily by oh. by the moths. He's treated like a bitch. Yeah. At the Council of the Moths. Yeah. It, it was I mean, even like then, I mean, even Leia Mark makes fun of him. Oh, you yeah. know, I knew you wouldn't be too far from Tarkin's leash. Like, you're yeah. a little bitch, you little bitch. Exactly. Like, so. And so he is the, a bitch. He's a sand I- bitch. The idea of Vader <laughs> as you, a Vader. badass, <laughs> the idea of Vader as a badass, really, like, we don't, you don't get to see it a lot. Like, you don't get to see that, that powerful Vader. And, no, like, that's no. what's, you know, that's, and that's what's why you and I have been this. screaming from the top of the hills, like, give us at least a standalone. Yeah. A like, standalone. Like, like a- tell, tell the, the comic run that picks up right after he becomes Vader, even if it's just one movie. I mean, a fucking Disney, like Disney Plus is going all in on Star Wars content. Sure. Give us a, give us a TV show. I don't season, give a fuck. Like a 10 episode season of just between episode three, episode four Vader. Give us the growing pains of Vader that we see a little bit of in Rogue One when he's in that back to chamber, when he's he's suspended there, you know, in his physical form, not within his his suit like let us see the struggles let us see his his transformation from anakin skywalker at the end of episode three to to darth vader that we that we meet in episode four like that's the kind of content that we want anyway we're coming to the end here we're coming up on number five but it's not the end number five is not the end of this post my friends but we'll get to that after number five so moving in to number five, we have a fantastic shot. It's another like action piece from Another World X seventy five. That's his Instagram handle, Another World X seventy five. And this shot is fantastically posed. It's an action shot with a bunch of stormtroopers. They're posted up on a hill, so there, there's like a crest, like a sand hill crest, and they're clearly in the midst of a massive incredibly heated battle one of them looks like they either just exploded or a, or a grenade has gone off oh, right yeah, next dude. to them Th- this There's, one it's chaos <laughs> yeah this is like this is as and i think this is shot four by the way even though you're right we should just skip over the last shot because i don't want to talk nope, about this it. is <laughs> but anyways dude th- this is to me, I, I believe the caption I put, like, what a cinematic shot. I mean, th- this is cinema to me. I mean, it's, as Nick said, we've got multiple sand troopers lined up, all in different poses. We got some smoke, some fire, some laser bolts going on. Fuck, it even looks like they're posted up n- next to one of the Egyptian pyramids, for all I know. Yeah. But this is, it's just, a, it's a well-composed shot. I like the po- I like the 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 pose of the troopers and and as I said it's just it's it's cinematic. I mean it feels like a still that we grabbed from a war movie. Exactly. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like this looks like a battle like, like in the midst of the even look at the like, sun creeping up over there. I don't know if that's the actual sun or if we used a light. If it's the actual sun, to me it's even more impressive because you can't control the position of that. Yeah. Uh, I just I mean I love the lighting, I love the effects and uh, of course 
as dumb as they are and as bad as they are at shooting, I'm always a sucker for stormtroopers. I've said this from day one. I love the Imperial aesthetic. I love stormtrooper armor. I love Vader's armor. I love the the Star Destroyers, the Super Star Destroyers, the TIE Fighters, the Advanced, the Bombers. I'm an Imperial guy through and through in terms of design, so I'm always going to appreciate a trooper shot, especially in an ensemble like this. Good poses, great action, great practical effects. Just It's an A shot all around from another world X-75. Yeah, just fantastic all around. So... We've we've rounded out the top five, but no, as I tease, still on four because <laughs> some asshole is number five. So I, no, I had so like this is what I did. I gave Matt a true top five because I know that if I put his shot in the oh, top yeah, you're five, right. you did, didn't you? I added in an additional. This is a sixth shot oh, for I, everybody I got, out there. I got four hundred thirty likes on this. It, this deserves more than 430 likes. Right, well, so I'm gonna let so Nick Matt, run with this next one. This shot, I was. This is how I found it. Matt, as you know, he does not share his own work on Star Wars Time Show Instagram, which I'm. Fine yeah, that's with. right. Everything Kylo. <laughs> we are we are champions of the community, and you know we have an entire website that's dedicated to our egos and two podcasts that we do every week. <laughs> So I'm okay with him not putting up his own work if he doesn't want to. I'm not opposed to it. I'm not opposed to it. But if he doesn't want to do it, I'm okay with it. But I was scrolling through my own Instagram feed, just my personal one. And I follow Matt's photography uh, Instagram on there. And I saw this shot and I was like, I was like, holy shit, man. Like if there is ever a time for me to just put up a cool looking shot that Matt has done on a Star Wars time property, this is the time. Like this would like I was scrolling and I was like, man, this is just a fun fucking shot. And I can literally point out the errors in it as <laughs> This is this is how Matt is, man. Like we just talked about not ten minutes ago. He's got five shots in the finals. <laughs> in the finals for Star Wars celebration. He's got this fantastic shot here that I shared with all of the Star Wars time fans and listeners, and he's still bagging on himself. So what we have here Matt titled Beast Pit Breakout. And we can see in the background Chewbacca standing with a with a stormtrooper hoisted above his head and a truly, a truly terrific and in like just a menacing strength pose. About almost looks like he's about to rip this this trooper in half. Yeah, he's he manning him. Oh yeah. It's beautiful. He manning Grace Gall shit. <laughs> and then in the foreground, we have like my favorite part of this shot is the Gamorian, the Gamorian, a Gamorian. <laughs> he's a, guard. hey, by the way, he's a fantastic figure, Nick. I mean, this is this Gamorian guard is a Target exclusive that that released in 2018. He's very hard to get, even still, especially if you live in Columbus, Ohio. I've never seen him yet in my Target. I actually had someone from Instagram hook me up with him, but he he poses well. He looks fantastic. And he's got some soft goods. So, yes, Gamorian yeah. Guard, great little subject for Star Wars toy photography. Oh, yeah. I mean, he just, just like the way that you pose him and the look, like the his face to me is just like the highlight. It looks like he has just seen or he's running away he's from ready to literally rock. something that's going to yeah. kill him. It's he's just, ready to roll. So, yeah. all right. If you're going to make me break us, it Matt. down a little break bit, it I'll, down. I'll do it. So, okay. By the way, this shot's probably six months old. <laughs> so that just goes to show you 
how slow I move in my edits. So if you want to like get a little insights into my experience with toy photography, my favorite part is shooting the toys. Like setting them up and taking the actual picture. Outside of that, I'm not a huge fan of the hobby. I hate doing the digital edits. That's why this shot is literally five to six months old. And I believe my skills have increased since I've taken it, but whatever, Nick picked it, so we're going to talk about it. Um, I think the posing is suspect here. Uh, the, <laughs> the, min, the Minbon Trooper, honestly, if you look at his cape, half of it is erased because I did it to get rid of the stand to hold him up, so I think that looks like shit. Uh, Chewbacca, if you looked at, at his right leg, it's super orange at the bottom. That's a fuck up. It's super orange <laughs> on his hand. That's a fuck up. And if you look at the Gamorrean guard, he is out of focus, which oh, is okay on. because the Minbomb Trooper is in focus, but it's still, uh, you know, hey, whatever. I mean, like I said, art is subjective. As someone that takes pictures, sometimes I think what I do is okay. Sometimes I think it suck. A lot of times it's due to the reactions I get on IG. So when I put up work that I think's good and it gets 100 likes, in turn it makes me feel like it sucked. And I start to doubt my talents. That's why I don't like talking about my work and why I don't like it featured in our, <laughs> our top five segment. But I do respect Nick's opinion. Again, it's all subjective. Uh, so I'm, I'm honored that he wanted to throw one of my shots up. But at the same time, uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm see, not. I think I'm not thrilled with the shot. Like I, I could literally pick the shot apart. I mean, you can see my house in the background. Uh, it's like, like I said, the the Minbon trooper. I erased some of the cape. The coloring on some of the the Chewbacca fire is off, in my opinion. I mean, come on. Now, look. If you so, if you approach this shot the same way that you approach every other shot that we break down, I think that you could give the people out there really good insight into how to make something like. This. Okay, so to make it honestly, I mean, I, and I include. I'm, I'm trying my best to start including behind the scenes. So if you just scroll over and look, I, I you can yeah. see the setup. I literally do the shot in my backyard, which is a plain as Jane Columbus, Ohio backyard as it gets. It's on a fucking card table that you can get for 20 bucks at Walmart. There's some mud on it. There's some random stones on it. And I use a plastic, um, I believe an SH Figure Arts figure stand to pose the trooper in a running stance. And uh, the Gamorrean and, and Chewbacca, they're posed on their own. They're standing up. And the explosions are a byproduct of something called crackling balls, which if you have fireworks stores around you, you can find them. They're called cra literally called crackling balls. So what I do is I get everyone set up. I place the crackling balls where I want to place them. My camera has a remote shutter. Like, literally, I have a remote in my hand. So whenever I hit the button, it will start taking pictures at a rapid pace with a high speed. So I'll light the fireworks. I'll watch them get close to their ignition point, And as soon as they hit it, I hold the button down. And that's basically how this shot's pulled out. The shot is actually a composite of probably five shots of the same setup. So luckily with... 
the app I use. It's Infinity Photo for iPad. I can literally load up 10 shots of the same scene that have various different changes. And in my line of work, the changes are always going to be in the background because the figures are always posed where they should be posed. So, Nick, this is actually a combination of probably five shots to pull off the full fire effect. Okay, damn. See, like, I would yeah. never have known that. That's pretty yeah. cool. So th- there's pretty there's cool. multiple frames of the same shot combined to make all the elements pop a bit more. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. That's see. That's a that's a fantastic right. little little huh? little Something inside, like little behind the covers for you people. I mean, this this yeah. was not just a single frame that I nailed and I got lucky on. This is a combination of five different shots that this software literally will essentially stack on top of each other and I can pick the amount of merging I want. Do I want a maximum effect merge basically merging everything from every different shot to give me the 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 most intensity or do I want a median or I don't do I want the the, the least amount of merge? But yeah, th- this is about five shots combined into one. Yeah, I mean this is this is fantastic. And one other thing, so for the for the trooper in the front, for the Mimbon trooper in the front, like is that is that dirt? Like what did you use to like muddy him up to look like that? Is that, just that that's dirt? honestly that's how the character came. Oh, okay, so that, it that's came out how, of the box like that. Because okay. I, I typically will weather most of my troopers because I think a pure white trooper is it's just stupid. Yeah. I mean, unless you're doing Death Star shots. I, I just I find it hard to believe that a, a, a an army unit or a, a military unit in an all white uniform doesn't get scuffs and dirt, right? Yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, no, actually, Nick, these Hasbro, this is how they released them, and and I didn't do anything special to this. Uh, a lot of times, even some that they do weather out of the out of the factory, I'll still add my own shoe polish to give it more. This I was like, fuck it, I think it looks looks weathered enough so yeah that that's just straight out of the package mimbom there okay gotcha i mean again like the the context behind if you wouldn't have told me that this was a composite of five shots i would have never known i would have just figured you burst shot like you did the burst shot when all the crackling balls no no, that's how i do it boom so it is it's literally i light the balls and then i will burst 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 so you know i might initially take 40 shots I'll then cut those shots down to five, and then I use digital editing tools to merge those. Yeah. So pretty much all my shots, I'm always like, like when I did my Luke series, I had 33 final shots that I shared. Those 33 shots came from 3,000 total shots. Okay. Jesus. Yes. Well, that gives like that gives me and everybody listening like great context because like clearly some people think that like oh they just set up a fucking no some toys and take a picture nope. like there's legit no. work editing time setup everything that goes into this like this there's a lot of work yeah, that goes I, into I can only speak for myself but I'm I'm pretty sure any other toy photographer out there will confirm that no one gets the shot they share on the first shot. Yeah, so it's usually a a composite of multiple, or you take enough to find the best. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is that's what this is. This is I I took a bunch of high speed frame shots, which gave me a bunch to choose from. 
I whittled them down to five and said, you know what? If I merge these five together, that's going to give me the best composition. There we go. Now so everybody that, That's knows. how you do it, people. But in the end, if, I, I still don't think it was that good. But <laughs> hey, whatever. If there's some of you people who've been listening to Star Wars Time Show and you're like, oh, you know, I, I like the show, but the top five thing, I just don't get it. Now you know why we have this segment. Matt broke down to you in detail all of the work that goes into right. capturing shots like this. So yeah, this, we want to call out this kind of stuff. We're like, not just jerk-offs out there playing with toys into our late 30s. I mean, there's some thought and work put into this stuff. So before we wrap this segment, just real quick, I want to give an honorable mention shout-out to, to three toy photography artists that you know I, I look up to. They're very motivational within the space. Uh, they're great community ambassadors. Uh, and really, I'm doing this because Nick brought up a shot of my own. So I feel like we need to highlight some other people because I, I just I, it's not what I want the top five for to be talking about my shit. Because to me, it's shit. <laughs> but anyways, what, what I'm going to talk about, and anyone within the toy photography community, especially if you're in the Star Wars scene, you know exactly who I'm about to mention and these are the C3P Bros. That is at work more or less, at Switpix, at BLKSRS. Uh, I believe we've featured Zay, who is BLKSRS before, on our top five segment. I'm not sure we've covered Switpix, who is Spencer, or at work more or less, who is Jason. Uh, but these guys, every week, they, they roll with this hashtag, which is... You know, pound sign C3P bros underscore JSI. So what what the deal is here is that these three will sit together and decide on, hey, this is a figure we're going to shoot this week. You guys go ahead and do what you got to do with this figure. So this past week, Nick, they decided on the Mud Trooper figure from the Hasbro line, which without the helmet, it's Han. Spoilers. Okay. Um, but... As you can see from these images that I shared within our chat, Nick, and obviously they're not going to be in your top five post deal. I'll have them in the YouTube version of the cast. If you're watching along, you're seeing them right now. Uh, but what these guys did, they, they chose the Minbon Trooper from Hasbro. It's a $20 figure. But if you look at these images, does that look like a $20 figure? No, dude. Like, especially, I mean, like, <laughs> clicking through these, you know, the one from from work more or less. Oh my god! What, what, I mean, like this looks like one you six know. scale at least. I mean, this looks like a Barbie doll size figure. What what at yeah. what at work more or less did with his min or mud trooper submission? It literally looks like a two hundred fifty dollar figure. Yeah, I mean, the way that it's posed, the the way that it's shot, I the mean, lighting, the lighting, just fantastic. The, everything just makes it look so right. cool. But then, you know, you move on to Spencer's shot at Switpix. The lighting, again, just as impressive. He's got a nice pose going on. He's got some other troopers there to add to the scenery. I mean, again, just, just awesome. And then, obviously, you get down the Homeboy Black Series Zay. This guy is just as adept at using lens flares as jj himself <laughs> but he's also fantastic at the practical effects i mean you yeah. want to talk about an atmosphere aerosol pro zay is your man i mean yeah those it's, little it's... fire spots nick those are literally lit toilet paper really <laughs> that is lit toilet paper that he in turn sprayed atmosphere aerosol into to provide the the, the smoke and stuff and then 
Black Series always adds that blue lens flare. Lens flare. It doesn't matter which shot. That is his thing. It's almost his like signature. his trademark. Yeah. yeah. But it's always perfect where he places it. So just real quick. I mean, again, these aren't in our top five, but I'm not saying it like they suck. I mean, these guys are fucking awesome. They're, they're some of the three best in the Black Series toy photography community. I just wanted to spotlight them real quick because I felt bad taking up time that we <laughs> talked about one of my shots. So that that's our, our IG segment for the week. Fantastic shots. I do appreciate Nick sharing mine. I mean, I'm not going to be a complete douche and act like, oh, you know, oh, I blah, blah. I'm not one of those people, but I am an artist. I will always be more critical of myself than other people. So I do appreciate Nick throwing one of my shots in there, and I'm sure everything Kylo will too. Love you, Jesse. All right, man, let's go ahead and move on to uh, some of our other fandom segments because we're not done with fandom yet. I mean, honestly, this week, Nick, Basically, basically devoid of any legit news, and and it makes sense. It, it, that's Lucasfilm and Disney holding back their load for next week. So we didn't get a ton of stuff to talk about that's rumor-based, speculation-based for Episode Nine, Mando, whatever. But because we do our due diligence and we love the fans, we do have some other fandom stuff to talk about. Yeah, so the first piece that we got here is talking about the visual effects of Star Wars. I mean, that's what Star Wars really is. I mean, even going back to the original trilogy, Star Wars brought visual effects to the screen that nobody had ever seen before. I mean, I've talked to my dad who would have been probably in his early 30s, late 20s when this came out. When A New Hope came out. It's the same stuff you hear from anyone that saw it in the 70s. Like, Jesus, fuck. What the hell was that? Yeah. We've like, never seen this shit. That fucking mega starship flying over heads to start. I mean, that essentially melted their brains. Yeah. Like, they, they're used to seeing spaceships like you would see in, like, the day the Earth stood still, where it's, like, two metal plates taped on top of each like, other. Like, on some <laughs> fish wire. I mean, honestly, yeah, like before a new hope the best space movie you had in terms of special effects was 2001 yeah but they're like again even like, george says is like that motivated him to make his effects even better yeah and and like that is the keystone of star wars i mean it is a it is a well told story set in a you know in a wonderfully created world but star wars always pushes the effect visual effects and what visual effects can do even now like star wars was the first film i believe to use a fully cgi recreated human like yeah when, jar jar i believe did, is the first ever fully executed cgi main character or you know s- supporting character yeah and then jumping forward if we look at the work that was done to bring peter cushing back to life in rogue one fully cgi like that was a fully cgi recreation of a of a pre previously living human yeah and like they hired some dude that could match his voice and they just put a bunch of dots on his head and fucking stapled on peter cushing's face yeah like it was crazy so like that's always what they're known for and and what we have here is a video from the corridor crew that breaks down star wars ships and space stations in particular 
So what we get to look at here is how these ships, these space stations, compare to the size of things on Earth. Yeah, and that, so, that was the cool part, Nick, because, I mean, obviously, we've seen these things in the movies, but they're, all, they're mostly always in space, so you don't really get to, to really fully realize their true scale. And what this video does is a, a VFX artist took their scale and showed us what it would look like contrasted to earthly objects, be it cities, buildings, skyscrapers, highways, whatever. Yeah, and, and what's really cool about it is that they actually took, they went into the, the best canon information that they can, and they got real measurements for these things. At some point in the video, the uh, the the host says, you know, this is the actual, you know, 660 kilometers wide is the actual measurements that was used for Starkiller Base. While we thought it was bigger than that, because we think of Starkiller Base as a full planet, like we thought that it's essentially a hollowed out planet, when really Starkiller Base is very small, like put right next to our own Earth. Like if you match them up, Starkiller right. Base it's is still not better. It's still bigger than the Death Stars. And speaking of Death Stars, I don't know if you watched the whole thing, Nick, but did yeah. you know that I, I get, I've always heard that Death Star 2 was bigger than Death Star 1. Yeah. I guess I didn't realize how much bigger it was. Yeah, it's significantly bigger. Yeah, I mean, even though they're the same exact build, it, it is at least, what do you say, two times the size, maybe? Yeah, very close. Like, he, they... they mentioned the the measurements of each but it is it's significantly bigger and that's pre-completion i mean obviously they had the the frame of it kind of already framed out but yeah but yeah it, watching you the movies drop, you would never know what they showed is if you would have dropped the two death stars on earth they basically took up the island of japan yeah like that's how so, big they were yeah or, they're, or they're if you dropped space. vader's super star destroyer from return of the jedi it's basically the size of Long Island, New York. Yeah, the the entire. That, that's the type, or, or if you drop the Falcon in the middle of an interstate, it would take up all eight lanes. I mean, that, <laughs> that's why I like this video. It just, it, it really provided. I mean, yes, the the VFX looked awesome, but it, it provided fantastic visual examples of what Star Wars vehicles, in particular starships would look like on Earth and how much space they would take up. And these things are way bigger than I think we have been able to realize based on how they're portrayed in the movies because they're always in space contrasted against other big fucking starships. Yeah, the only the only opportunity that we've ever really had to, to assess the scale, I guess you would say, of any of these space stations or ships was probably in Rogue One. And that's because Gareth Edwards, that's like his thing. He's a visual genius. So like the closest that we could get is that scene in Rogue One where we see a Star Destroyer in atmosphere hanging above the the Temple of the Wills and, and taking away right. these yeah, kyber yeah, crystals. No, you're, de you're dead on. Yep. But like even within that, like most people don't have a sense of scale to like what that – actual physical uh structure looks like like we've never been on site to where it was filmed we have no idea how big it is so we still don't know scale wise how big that star destroyer is but put it like you said matt like putting these things in real real life situations real world uh settings gives us a a fantastic example of what the hell they actually look like um 
one of the things I thought was cool is they said that if you take a standard Star Destroyer and you stood it straight up, like from, you know, with the with the bow on the ground and the nose pointing straight up, it's taller. It's a mile long. It's a mile tall, which is taller than the, the largest building on the planet, which is in, in uh, Dubai. Dubai, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I thought that was really fucking cool. The one thing that did annoy me about this video is how the this dude said the fucking words. Like, he said the last jetty probably three or four times, and I wanted to pop my ears off. <laughs> like, just yeah, the way I, I wonder he if he was doing shit. that just to be a douchebag because he doesn't I think, like the last Jedi. I mean, he yeah, I think he might have because I was like, God, but he also said some other stuff wrong too. It was very weird. Like he, I think he was doing yeah. it intentionally. But I'm, I'm not yeah. claiming these guys are like legit Star Wars fans. I, I just, I appreciate what they at least took their time to do with their VFX skills. I thought it was, it was neat, and I did think that other Star Wars fan would, would get a kick out of it because, I mean, typically we're not gonna throw shit up on StarWarsTime.net just to do it. Um, if we ever do, it would be my fault. Cause I'm kind of a post junkie, yeah. content junkie, and like it's been hard because, like you said, Matt, this week has been they're literally holding back all the news. Oh they yeah, can I mean th- this week when when it came to today, I was like, man, it was a it was a pretty boring week, and I, I just was like, well, makes sense. Yeah, I mean, n- next week is just gonna be, it's gonna be both amazing and shitty for people like Nick and I because yes we're going to love all the news we're going to get I'm telling you right now just prepare for it Friday more than likely we're going to get the title and the trailer back to back that's all going to be mind blowing but what that means for people like Nick and I is is work yeah work we work we're going to be in Chicago but celebration is going to be fucking work for us writing up posts recording podcasts it's going to be enjoyable work but it's not going to be relaxing work yeah yeah so that's what we have to look forward to but for this week we did we did get it a little light so after this vfx video we're still in our fandom section because really outside of the fandom (laughs) basically all we had we we don't got we got one little deal to talk about yeah maybe a special topic even though we we've been gas bagging it like we usually do on just random shit but uh moving into our next fandom deal and and this one i love because this is why i'm on the internet i mean this is what i started at entertainment buddha for way back in 2010 it's to find web gems and and this is in my opinion a web gem and this artist is someone i've shared multiple times on eb and I'll start sharing on Star Wars time for a Star Wars project. But this guy, John Stratman, he he's made a name for himself on the internet by remaking pop culture films, TV shows with 16 or 8-bit video game visuals. Like he'll literally fire up a game engine from back in the 80s or 90s and will pixel art the fuck out of it to create something. So his latest project, Nick, that, that we're teasing here, he dropped a trailer for it, is he's making a 16-bit fan film of the Vader Down comic series from 2016. And that is a comic series I can actually say I've read, and it's fantastic. I mean, it is... It's exactly what Nick and I were talking about earlier, where we want a Vader film. This comic tells the story we want in a Vader film. Uh, just to give you the kind of the TLDR, 
Vader's on a mission, comes across a rebel fleet. He basically takes out a full fleet and a squadron, crash lands on a planet, and then he decides to take out a full battalion of rebel soldiers just to flex his muscles. So what Stratman's going to do is recreate all that in 16-bit. So he dropped the trailer for it, and that's what we shared. Yeah, so this tra- – like, what I what I want people to realize is that this isn't going to be like a video game that you play. This is going to be like a like a film, like a 16-bit film. Right, it's a it's a remake. See. It's a remake using video game storytelling technology. Yeah, so you don't often see stuff like that. Like, there's a lot of short videos on the internet and stuff like that where you have 16-bit graphics retelling, you know, l- little pieces of of lore of different series. But like, this is going to be as close to a full recreation, I I assume, of the Vader Down comic as possible using 16-bit graphics, which I think is really cool. And if there are some young people out there listening to the podcast, you're like, what the fuck is 16-bit graphics? Super Nintendo. Think Super Nintendo. If you ever played Super Mario World, if you ever played any type of fucking street, like Street Fighter. Genesis, anything 16-bit. I mean, it's 16-bit. It's a little more fleshed out than 8-bit. So there's a few more pixels (laughs) making the characters, but... Someone that grew up in that era, I'm telling you right now, Nick would have been too young. I I, I don't played know. a lot of SNES. Okay, I played, I actually did you played play a lot the of Super NES. Star Wars trilogy then? I did not. I didn't play Super Star Wars trilogy. Which okay. at the time, I I will say, you know, you're right. I was young, so I probably wasn't in my. You, you Star weren't Wars keyed up on it yet. Exactly. Exactly. But I, I'm telling you right now, Nick. I mean, if you find an emulator or you're a tech guy, just steal it, configure yeah. it. The 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 super the super Star Wars trilogy on SNES is probably some of the best side scrolling two D Star Wars you're ever gonna get. It's gonna be difficult. It's gonna piss you off, but it was for the for the time the best you could get to try to recreate a New Hope Empire in Jedi. Because we don't like. Do you know how many people would go nuts for something like that today? Well, uh, dude, I would take these at this point. I would take 16-bit Star Wars games over yeah. what we're getting. I mean, I don't give a fuck about Battlefront. Yeah. I it's don't like, look, care. We, it, it was fun. It. it was fun on the original Xbox before they fucked everything up and you could like fly up and take over ships and all that shit. It just it it hasn't been fun to me since. Battlefront 2, great campaign, loved it. Outside of that, I don't give a fuck. Don't yeah. give a fuck. Nick and I want legitimate AAA story narrative-based Star Wars games. If yeah. you're not going to give us that, give us some motherfucking SNES Super Star Wars. SNES, that might be the best console of all time. I know we got a lot of PS2. It is. And I made the wrong choice in my life. At that point in time, I was a rebel. I went for Genesis. But. Because it was different. But no, I mean, SNES has some of probably the most iconic and time tested titles ever. I mean, Zelda Link to the Past, get the fuck out of here. The best ever. I mean, it's there's just so much good content on that console. If you can find one, I know that there are video game secondhand shops around the around the country. Go see if you can grab yourself an SNES. If you can't get the SNES Mini, if it's still available on Amazon somewhere else, play those games if you haven't. But 
moving back to this project, like what's super exciting to me about this is that not only are we getting it in a cool art style, but we're getting a visual representation, like a, like a, an action, like a moving picture representation of what is probably the best Vader comic series ever. At least, you know, from what you've told me, I haven't read it, but it's the best representation of Vader's power in a comic series ever. It's something that maybe next weekend I'll, I'll re-download into my iPad and let you scan through it. I, I think it's like maybe three or four book run. I mean, it is a... There there was a Vader series, and this was kind of like a special run, and it ended, and then we had last year's Vader series. They're literally two different things. This is the yeah. first Marvel rebooted Vader series, and it's special run, but it, it is. It's just... To me, it's exactly what I want in a Vader standalone. It's yeah. just showing what this pimp can do when he's motivated to kick ass. I mean, he takes down an entire like battalion by himself. That that maybe that wasn't clear to some of you people listening. By the way, Nick, in space and on the ground. I mean, yeah. he he probably takes out I I I don't know the exact number, but I think it was at least 10 rebel starfighters he takes out in his tie advance before they, they disable it and he crash lands. But by the time he crash lands, it's like, all right, now just take on a battalion, which is, yeah. you know, multiple, multiple, multiple units of soldiers and yeah. vehicles and tanks and this, that, and the other thing. The guy, this is what we want. Like the guy yes. can literally single handedly yes. destroy armies. Show why he was the called ground. the chosen one. We never got to fucking see it. That's my, <laughs> That's come on, oh, man. So show why like he was this. the chosen one. We never got to see it in the live action movies. That's why I have so many issues. Here we go. Here Clone we go. Wars, Anakin. Yes, we got it. We saw his powers. We saw how they fucked with him. We just didn't get in the movies, and that's why they bum me out. But live again, action Vader. I've I've given. made I've made my pledge not to <laughs> rail on it anymore. It's a shame. It is what it is. It's, again, my personal opinion, but I, I just think Vader was shortchanged in those prequels because they didn't show how powerful Anakin really was. Yeah. So, to wrap up this piece, if you guys want to follow along with this project, obviously, Matt said we're going to be posting all the updates, all the new videos that come out, but if you want to follow John Stratman on YouTube, his you can just search his name, John Stratman, on YouTube, and you'll see his channel. And we'll, we we will always post anything he does Star Wars related, and pretty much anything he doesn't do Star Wars related will be on entertainmentboo.com. So don't worry about it. I mean, I've been following this guy for years. Uh, I, I'm glad that he's starting to make stuff for his own channel because he usually, I believe, sells his services to other channels to help them pump up their subs and whatnot and and i think this is going to be one of his first that he's launching on his own so good luck to john uh he he said part one should be releasing if you're listening now it may already be on starwarstime.net if not you should bookmark it and check it out because he said he's going to try to drop part one before celebration so i i would assume we will have this on our site next well, Wednesday but, at the latest, then. Yeah, basically, <laughs> if you're listening, when this cast drops, it should be out tomorrow. Yeah, so make sure to check the site, starwarstime.net, hit it up, and check it for all the content. All right, Matt. All right, we Matt, got, so, yeah. We got well, one, last one item here. left. And, I mean, we've, we've 
somehow dragged on on three topics for as long I know, as we have. I know. I agree. The hour mark. I mean, there's a time where we're like, we may have to talk about one of our special topics we have planned. Because, by the way, people, we, you know, we we just don't we, – we never just regurgitate news. I hope you guys – don't think that's what we are i mean yes we talk about the news but i think we we give a pretty in-depth spin on it and we speculate and we do this that and the other thing but it was a light week but we still as nick and i do we we were spitting out that diarrhea those corn shits out of our mouth and we've extended it way beyond we thought so we're not going to do any special topics tonight but we do have one last piece to talk about that's probably going to generate some conversation so uh, I think Nick CinemaCon was going on this week, which, by the way, we need to figure out how to get into. Yeah, next year because we'll we'll, we'll try to pull some strings and yeah. see if there's any. Uh, I mean, I don't think we we're ever going to see like Star Wars stuff there because it doesn't need it. But no. we need to be at CinemaCon because I'm, I'm a cinephile. I think you're a cinephile. It just it sounds like a, a whole bunch of fun, even much more so than South by Southwest, this, that, and the other thing. This is just all cinema. Anyways, Ryan Johnson was at CinemaCon. Now, some of you people, when I say that, you're probably instantly cowering in a ball crying. I still don't understand that, but again, hey, teach your own. We all have our own opinions. It is what it is, but... At CinemaCon this week, Nick, it was essentially confirmed that once Ryan is done finalizing, promoting, sees it launch in theaters, his next film, which is called Knives Out, he's coming back to start on that trilogy. That yeah. Star Wars trilogy I'm talking about. So this is giving us a timeline. Like, we yeah. knew that the Ryan trilogy was out there. Like, we knew that it was going to happen. We just had no idea when. Like... He pretty much, you know, after TLJ, he spent a long period of time on Twitter answering to the trolls for some reason and, and feeding them in some in some instances. But we had no timeline on, like, when this stuff was going to happen. Now we know Knives Out's already finished filming. It's about, like, it's about to go on the promotional tour. And then once the release happens, he's going to work on episode, not not episode, on a new Star Wars trilogy. Now... If we, a small if we, project, a tiny project. Small project. Three small movies right, yeah. that are probably going to be two and a half hours few, each. A few Disney indie films. Yeah, you know, no, not a big budget. You're only right, talking I mean, yeah, probably they're, they're 200 not, million. They're not Skywalker saga, so it's indie. Yeah, so I'm, I'm actually, like, being serious, I am actually curious to see how much money they're going to give them for each film. Like, do you think they give them 200 million? think they give oh, them 150 yeah. I mean, million? Like, I'd say 200 at minimum. Uh, 150 at minimum yeah at minimum at yeah i mean i, I mean the guy like... made him over a billion i mean yeah. i know yes there there's some of those fans out there that fucking hate his guts and think he's awful and honestly i kind of love it because it means we're actually starting to get the community to interact with us on ig based on our real <laughs> star wars time.net post but i put it up today and someone already commented like god please help us <laughs> so, <laughs> so you know it, we've i mean said, it, he's still a, a divisive figure for for some star wars fans yeah i mean we've always said we'll take we'll take community interaction of any kind even if it's you saying that you hate us fucking like, let a. us know bring us it know. on tell me i suck donkey dick i don't yeah. care we're, at we're least i know here. someone's listening yeah we're happy to hear all of the criticisms whether it be constructive or not but um 
I mean, what's really exciting is that like now we can start to put together a timeline. Okay, so we have episode nine wrapping up filming. We have episode nine coming out December 2019. We're months away. We're eight months away. Now we can figure out 2020. Is something going to happen there? We have zero announcements. But I, we I mean, can say 2021, maybe we get a Ryan Johnson film. Exactly. I was going to say, I think 2020 is going to be a break year for sure. And I honestly think that's only because of what happened with TLJ and obviously Solo. I do believe they had a film planned for 2020. It was either going to be that Tatooine film or parts of what they're putting in Mando or parts of what they may have done with an Obi movie. Uh, but I think Nick's right. I think at earliest, and I don't even think that's going to be a possibility, would be 2021. I, I think more than likely we may see Ryan's first of three 2022. Yeah, because now we're going to get into a period of time where I think what's going to happen is you're going to have two creative crews working at the same time, which is something that we've never had in Star Wars before. So do you we- think they're going to lockstep Got bros with Ryan, like Ryan drops a movie, got bros drop a movie, Ryan drops a movie, got bros drops a movie until that's they exactly, get their six out. Oh, yeah, that's exactly okay. what I was getting to. Like, So kind of like what they were doing before they fucked up the solo release where Skywalker standalone, Skywalker standalone, so on and so forth. Exactly. Yes. I think that's 100% going to be what's going to be happening here. Except now you're going to have two different creative crews that are working com- on completely separated projects. Like there's, it's highly unlikely that Ryan's trilogy is going to interact at all. No, not with, at all. Not at yeah, all. Yeah. Game of Thrones. Whereas well, just, with the, with the stories, like you were still, you weren't directly interacting with the new trilogy, but you're still in the same universe. You were still ta- like talking about the same characters, like, you know, stuff like that. This is going to be completely new stories for both sides. Which is really interesting. Right. And I contend that Ryan will be writing post nine. Yeah. And the God Bros, God help us, will be doing what Nick and I talked about a few casts ago the Old Republic. The Old Republic. I mean, like, that's like where. Night and day differences, but both highly viable time periods to tell awesome Star Wars stories in. Oh yeah, I mean disc. I mean we're talking disconnected. One of the first things that Ryan said about this trilogy is that it's disconnected in every way from the Star Wars that we know, which is super interesting. It's super. It is. It is. And I know I've said that I I'm okay with that, but I'd still like even just a lore mention to like oh remember the days of Ray and Poe. Yeah. Just just give me that if Ryan is going to set it post nine, I mean, just, just give me that. I don't need to see Ray. I don't need to see Poe. I don't need to see Finn. Just establish them in that universe. I I do believe he, if he is going to set it shortly after the events of nine, albeit in a different part of the galaxy, at least reference those people. The God bros, I believe can get away with murder. Literally. I don't think they have to fucking honor anything. Yeah. If they are going to tell it in the Old Republic era, I think they can do whatever the fuck they want. I would love if they folded in fucking Revan and Karth and all those people we know from KOTOR. But even if they don't, I don't care. I do believe, though, if you're going to tell stuff post the Skywalker saga, that the events of that saga have to at least be present 
in the narrative, not not the characters or anything, but the lore has to be present. Unless he's going to set it 500 years past episode 9. Okay, fine. I think what I think would be an interesting move is if he does it at the same time as stuff that we've seen, but in a completely different galaxy. Because then what he's doing is he's establishing that the force isn't just a this galaxy thing. Like the force is a universal concept. Yeah, well, I mean, he tried that in TLJ and people want to kill him. Yeah. Basically saying th- that the force isn't just for Skywalkers. Yeah. Uh, yeah, which I mean, blows right my mind that. that people took umbrage with that because <laughs> prior to the Skywalkers, a lot of motherfuckers had the Force. Yeah, that's true. But like, I guess like what I'm getting at is like he doesn't, he wouldn't even have to say when it's happening. Like it, it doesn't have to be 500 yeah. years before. No, no, that's a, that's just, an interesting take for sure, man. But like, like he's just he would essentially be rebooting the episodes, not rebooting like retelling the stories. He's creating episodes in a completely different galaxy yeah, right and i i'd be down with that I, I i am a star wars fan that is completely fine with brand new characters and narratives i mean look look at nick and i with our resistance coverage yeah we I both mean, we... genuinely enjoyed it yes it folded in skywalker trilogy stuff which i love which again why i kind of say that if ryan is going to do stuff post nine i would like at least mentions of the adventures of Ray. Can do you remember when Ray did this? Just like Ray was talking about Luke and Han to Finn. Yeah, the same shit. Do you remember? Oh wow, this is real. Luke Skywalker is real. Han Solo is real. Like that's what I wanted. The, even just casual references like that would make me happy. But yeah. if they don't, yeah. that's fine. If they set it way deep into the future, or as Nick said, in a different galaxy, great. Yeah, that, I think that'd be awesome. I'm open to that, but there is a faction of Star Wars fandom that feels like anything non-Skywalker at this point is sacrilegious. And I just think that that you reduce your ability for creativity so much by doing that. It's like, come on. I mean, I know that, like, here's the thing is, though, is, like, they will say, like, if it's not Skywalker, it's not my Star Wars but they will go all in on Old Republic because Old Republic was established during the time where where the Skywalkers were the only thing, and it was, yeah, it was Old Republic was, was the only thing outside of it. It was established like, when Star Wars fans weren't douchebags. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean now, I mean, can you imagine that? What do you think the reception would be if, like, if from seventy seven to now, all we've ever gotten was the trilogy? I mean, like the the entire Skywalker saga as it is now, your you know your video games that are related to that and your standalones, but nothing related to Old Republic. And then Kotor came out now, and they're like, oh, new fucking Star Wars. Where the no fuck's Skywalkers. Luke? Luke would <laughs> never do that. Luke would never yeah. do what Revan did. What the fuck? I, don't I mean, that's like everyone's like, like hung up on what Luke would do, right? Yeah, like, Luke would never fucking wear a face mask or forget who he was yeah i mean that is that's so fucked up that's so weird about star wars fandom right now because i can remember when kotor <laughs> came out like i can remember when that game came out i, I remember I, like, I remember literally the best thing ever yeah it was so because like thank I was god brand new star it. wars lore that's all i could think i was into it like i can remember playing the game on my playstation 2 
with one of my friends. We stayed up literally all night. Like he brought it over and he's like, dude, new Star Wars game. Let's fucking go. And like we played it for like 14 hours straight. Like we just played it all through the day, all through the night. Like it was it was such an immersive. Right. I mean, because this is old Bioware. This is it was such an immersive, yeah, fantastic it was before Bioware experience. sucked. Yeah, before EA essentially ripped it into pieces. I mean, we, we, we talked about this on we're trying to reboot a little bit of a, a video game or, or geek-related topic podcast on the EB network where we came from. And, and we were like, dude, I mean, Bioware hasn't really put out a Bioware-level game since maybe Mass Effect 3, maybe Dragon Age Inquisition, you could argue. Uh, but outside of that, anything they've put out has just been fucking trash. I mean, they're the, in my opinion, the last true Bioware game, the last Bioware game that was Bioware as it's supposed to be was Mass Effect Two. Three, oh, you're, one of the, you're one of these ME three haters, aren't you? No, no, I love three. I I really enjoyed three, and I didn't have any kind of problem with the ending because the entirety of the games is leading you up to to realize that your decisions have an impact on this game. And your but your decisions decide what happens. So at the end, to be given a decision on what should happen to the galaxy, that fits along with everything else. That's, that went with that's the game. what I thought. But a lot of people got their fucking panties in a bunch. Yeah, but I just think that with, with two, with three, they went way heavier in terms of action oriented. Whereas three, there was the perfect balance between. Huh semi-space exploration that was still there i'll give you and that. the action stuff i, I like still that. contend me one through three is one of the greatest video game trilogies ever yeah made. top to Absolutely. bottom top to bottom I mean, i've never played i have andromeda and i haven't played it, it and I don't it's know if I ever it's will. fucking straight trash shit dumpster <laughs> fire vomit <sighs> don't so do it don't do it because all it's going to do is ruin mass effect for you yeah that's heartbreaking but anyway it's terrible like, I, so like what I'm really what I really want to see out of Ryan is like, you know, if you go back and listen to the old podcast, if you go back and listen to to right after TLJ Nick came hates out, his like, guts. I hate Ryan Johnson. I yeah. want him to to fail in this, and he I ruined Nick's bankrupt. childhood. I want it to bankrupt Disney. I want his trilogy. Mm-hmm. No, I what I want to see is I know Ryan's a fantastic oh, filmmaker. You, you don't want that. <laughs> I don't want that okay, to happen. All right. I don't want to nuke Star Wars and ruin one of my greatest joys in my life. So, as a Star Wars fan, that would be against my own interests. Um, I know Ryan's a fantastic filmmaker. TLJ showed it. Regardless of what you think about the story, that was a fantastically executed movie experience. It's not a prequel, people. Don't even try to give me that argument. Not even close. I I get you may not like it. Don't, Don't even try to tell me it's worse than the prequels just stop it stop it so what i want to do what i want to see out of ryan is i want i want him to do what he did with tlj except to whatever degree he wants because even with tlj he he had to work within the bounds of of the skywalker saga now he he is a he is a free horse he's like a like a stallion running in right. a fucking wide open right. field with no bounds around him. And you him. know, you know he's equipped to do that because you could see he was going that way with the choices he made in TLJ. I mean, the choices he made that really pissed people off was essentially setting up that you do not have to be of Skywalker genealogy to be an impressive force user. 
Exactly. A.K.A. Ray, A.K.A. Broom Boy. Broom Boy, yep. He's setting up that anyone can potentially be a Force hero. Yeah. You don't have to have the last name Skywalker. And now he has the ability to do that to whatever degree he wants. He doesn't even have to fucking tell a story with the Force in it, honestly. No, he doesn't. Like, he has the ability to go into the Star Wars... To make the Star Wars galaxy exactly what he imagined it to be in his head when he was a kid or now or anytime. Like, he has, it is a unique position that he's in because never has a Star Wars director, writer, content creator been able to do that. Like, I mean, think about Nick, the, the first Star Wars property, and I think it has succeeded to not feature any force at all, was Resistance. And did you not like Resistance? Oh, yeah. Resistance was fantastic. Solo. There was no Force. There was no fucking Jedi. There's none of that. And it was still a good show. Oh, yeah. It was a fantastic show. You don't need people. I'm just... I'm giving you my opinion again. I'm not telling you how to think. Although you should think the way I do because I think correctly. (laughs) You don't need the Force for Star Wars. No. You don't. You don't need Skywalkers for Star Wars. There's a lot of shit to be told within that universe. The way George laid it out, there's a lot to explore, a lot to create, a lot to make up. And that's why I like people like Ryan, the Got Bros, and the fact that they've been charged with coming up with completely unique stuff set within the Star Wars universe, not so much within the guidelines and the structure that have been presented before it. Yeah, I mean, if you guys want to think about it, this is as close to when when these movies release from these two teams, from Ryan's team and from the the GOT team, this is as close to 1977 as we're ever going to get again. This is as close to starting anew for Star Wars as we will ever get. I mean, Nick, all this, ever since Disney bought it, it's giving us new life, new Star Wars life. I mean, people, I almost want to call it Star Wars greed at this point. I think a lot of people forget Star Wars, for all intents and purposes, was dead in 2005. Yep. Done. The maker completed his vision. It was over. He had the Clone Wars going on. He was thinking about a TV series. That was That was it. He wasn't making movies. He was done. I think he was over it. I I don't think he was prepared for the backlash he got with the prequels. I really think George thought that he could put out whatever he wanted to and we'd all just blindly love it like we did with the originals. I think he was shocked by it, the reactions, and I think it hurt him. It would hurt anyone. I mean, it still hurts him. It would hurt any creator that was so praised and lauded to then be criticized with his second trilogy. Yeah. And I really think he was done. Yeah, I don't I didn't see him coming. Definitely not in 2015 or anything like that. Like, you know, 10 years. I mean, look at how long it took before we got, you know, the the prequels. He wasn't going to come back in 2015. 2015 no, is when he had he, no you know, plans. TFA. I mean, with all documentation I've read, George Lucas had no plans. He might have had notes. He might have had basic outline, outline for seven. Nine. 
he had no plans himself to direct and produce episode seven, eight, nine. No, not at all. I don't think at, at all. all. I th- I really think he felt like his vision was complete after episode three. Yeah. So the fact that I Disney agree. went in, gave him four bill, and has now invested probably multiple bills of its own to flesh this motherfucker out. As a lifelong fan, I am a okay with where they're taking things. Yeah, with ex- I mean, like exploring new areas because right now everything that we've gotten from Disney is fantastic. And everything that we've ever gotten from George was, you know, was good and and built Star Wars to be what it is. But we've never gone into the to the area that we're going to be going in with Ryan and with DB and and David. And I'm I'm excited, man. I'm excited because of the experiment they did with Resistance. And I think it paid off. And that was just a fucking cartoon. So the yeah. fact that they're going to try brand new characters, stories, narratives, whatever, maybe no force, maybe new types of force, new types of enemies and heroes. I'm all about that. You never know. We we may find our next Luke Skywalker that's going to be a Luke Skywalker for 40 years. True. Right? It's very true. It's a like, total possibility. Look at possibility. it that way, you angry motherfuckers. Look at it that way. Have a yeah. little bit of hope. And trust me, this is a guy that has no hope for anything. Yeah. You heard me look. earlier. I, I got five shots into the final round to maybe make it the celebration. I have zero hope even one will get picked. <laughs> he doesn't even have a new hope. Not even exactly. episode four Nick, type of exactly. hope. <laughs> I, my, like if I, my, my episode four would be a zero hope. That would yeah. be the name of my title. And the scroll would really literally say, this man lives life glass half empty. Yeah. Dot, dot, dot. There is no hope And it would just be a picture of me borders. crying. <laughs> like, that that's it. how my Star Wars movie would open. But, like, that's a good, it's a good point you bring up, though, is, like, what's happened like disney is playing the long game with star wars they're not like okay ryan's gonna make a trilogy and then that's gonna end and then we're gonna do something else you really think they're gonna build galaxy's edge at two parks for fun yeah for like like a few years (laughs) of fucking enjoyment get the fuck out of here no they're playing the long game and ryan's trilogy is being set up as a revitalization as a new thread as yes. a as the start of a new thread just like the got bros that that's yeah they're trying to, they're nick they're trying to capture the same lightning george did in 77 yeah and they're giving themselves two shots at it they're giving themselves an old republic shot because hopefully i i think that's yeah i mean hopefully fingers crossed like i think that's the one that's going to catch especially now in our action movie kind of oriented society but like the Ryan trilogy is the one that's really interesting because it's completely unknown. It's completely new. And it's starting where George started in 77 with nothing but an idea. Like, you, yes, you well, have the not, bounds not, of the universe. It's not as, I mean, again, not, George yeah. literally made the world up. I mean, yeah. Ryan at least has the platform in the galaxy that George dreamed up. But, yes, he's going to have a blank came canvas within the star wars galaxy exactly where george yeah, created right. the galaxy which is fucking mind-boggling if you think about it yeah i mean yeah we love the guy we, we, we pick on him for the prequels whatever i i still love the man if i ever met him in real life i'd give him a huge hug and i'd kiss him on the lips 
True. But Same. as Nick said, he he is right in a sense that Ryan is now going to be able to to take that Star Wars canvas that has been fleshed out in terms of the rules of the galaxy and and what what is viable within this galaxy. But he's going to be able to to tell brand new stories. He's going to be able to launch a brand new hero, a brand new villain, brand new hero friends. Uh, I mean the like I said, we could find the next Luke. We could find the next Vader, the next Han, the next Leia within Ryan's trilogy, within the Got Bros trilogy. So, yes, I am excited for these non-Skywalker saga films. Very much so. Be it Ryan or not, TLJ, love or hate, I do believe he is a talented artist, and I know he's going to give it his all, and I know he's going to produce something that's going to be worthwhile. I mean, is, is TLJ the best Star Wars movie? Probably not. Does it have its issues? Of course it does. They all do. Is it as bad as the prequels? No way. No, no way. <laughs> not even close. Just no way. And I'm not going to rail on them. But I just I just believe in terms of pure cinema, if you sit down and watch the, 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 tri- the prequel films in terms of acting, visuals, narrative and then you watch TLJ it just it's very hard for me to see how someone could say that the prequels were better executed I it's just, but that's me again we're talking opinions here on Star Wars time we we do fully understand what opinions mean we're not fucking idiots yeah i mean i know that i disagree with matt on damn near everything but we're still here every week doing a podcast together acting like Star Wars fans should act, like like right, I mean, good it, it, humans. Case that can in get point, along with each other. <laughs> we were literally stressed out that we didn't have enough to talk about tonight to fill out what we consider to be a proper Star Wars Time Friday show, and here yeah. we are, an hour thirty in, canceling the special topics we had as backups because guess what? Nick and I like to talk about this shit. We get amped up. We get motivated. We get creative. And, and that's what George has done for all of us. That's what he's done for Ryan. So just, just let it play out, people. That's all we're saying. Let Ryan's vision play out. Let's see what he's going to get. I have all the faith in the world. We're going to get some exciting stuff. And in the end, it's fucking Star Wars, right? It's not Star Trek. It's not some other fucking knockoff bullshit. It's Star Wars. And when the world has Star Wars... It's a good place. 100%. All right, buddy. Well, I think that kind of does it for this week. And I'm glad we didn't have to get into our special topics, to be honest with you. I, I believe we shine when it's just you and me spitting out that corn and shit out of our mouths like we, we <laughs> tend to do. Uh, but we, we definitely consume a steady diet of Star Wars, and that's why we can regurgitate it to you every Friday. Or when you listen, hopefully, Tuesdays when they go live. So... Um, hopefully if you're listening to this now, we should have a cast coming out as our, it's going to be kind of our, our pre-celebration jizz cast where we're, we're, we're just going to get hyped with you guys for Star Wars Celebration. So, so that's kind of our next special topic we got planned. So make sure to keep those browsers tuned to starwarstime.net, right, Nick? Cause that's where everything's at. 
we've got the subscribe the podcast link up in the top menu. You can grab that. You can get your your subscription links to iTunes, Google Play, Android, Stitcher. We're working on getting ourselves on Spotify to round out the major uh, podcast platforms. If you don't like those, you can you can also hit up our YouTube channel, which we put out videos and the podcasts on that. We also have links for that on StarWarsTime.net. So you, you can get all things Star Wars Time show on StarWarsTime.net. All right, people. By the time you're listening to this, it's only a few days away from Celebration, which means we're probably only a few days away from that Episode 9 title and trailer reveal. So get fucking hyped here we go we are entering the final stages of the skywalker saga and it's an exciting time to be a star wars fan may the force be with you always